So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. It's a special holiday bonus episode of Mixing with Moni. Okay. Grab some eggnog, some tea, hot cocoa, or something that you don't mind spiking, and let's mix it up. Hello, hello, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you listening. This is Moni from Mixing with Moni saying thank you to all of you for being such amazing listeners, subscribers, and followers. If you do follow me on Instagram and Twitter, I am so appreciative to have this outlet to share things that are important to me that entertain all of us that are so fun and so special to talk about, but are also so important and to do it with so many people who have similar views, different views. I am so grateful to have been able to have done this. You know, this started out as just an outlet for some some, you know, mental health frustrations that I had had throughout the years and a way to feel not as lonely, especially in the world of Bravo, where often it can be so niche that no one else talks about it, looks at it, watches it other than us and not many people in our immediate friend groups or families. As we go into the holiday season and we are having Thanksgiving, if you are one who observes and you have people to spend it with, sometimes it's hard to find someone who watched the last reunion of whatever gay franchise just ended or who cares that there's a new Salt Lake City franchise of Housewives coming or not. Or the fact that Vanderbilt Rules was like a whole month and a half late with both a trailer and a premiere and it isn't coming back until January because of BravoCon. Maybe you don't have those people to talk to while you are at dinner and doing holiday festivities, but we always have each other. And I'm so grateful for that. 
I just wanted to reach out, say hello to everyone, wish you all a happy Thanksgiving, and just mention a couple of things from the Bravo world that I'm also thankful for in lieu of an actual episode this week. Um, I am going to be doing a um, a guest spot on reality TV and me this week to discuss Atlanta for the last two episodes, uh, simply because it's worthy of its own bonus episode. And I'll be doing that weekly or biweekly, actually. And I also just did the Real Housewife of the West Sides podcast, where she had me come on and talk to Heather Debro debacle with her assistant being fired. What did she quit? Is it all alleged? Is it all true? It's allegedly for me just so I don't get sued. But I will be talking about all of that with her. It's up on her page and also a little bit of tea from BravoCon involving the podcast world and some of the podcast politics that go on behind the scenes that no one knows about on her Patreon. Um, so you can stay tuned for both of those things. I believe that uh, the reality TV and me will be coming up soon. And Raw House of the West Side will be coming, is already out. And you can check that out on her Patreon and her regular page as well. And I'm grateful that Tinsley finally made it work for herself. And Scott, the coupon king, I'm so great, grateful that he finally cashed in his coupon on love and cashed in on marrying her so she doesn't have to look like a fool it only took her leaving the whole show to do it so for seasons we've seen her crying a big red bow i mean a big white bow we've seen her you know dive into a circus we've seen her cry a lot try on wedding dresses when there were no wedding dresses get calls about her eggs while in her wedding dress we've seen her freeze her eggs and have them in storage so hopefully now she gets to use them crack them up cook them up put them in the body and you know let some things happen. So I'm so happy for her. She finally got engaged to Scott, the coupon king of Chicago. Still a very much so missed opportunity of Bravo to not have a household of Chicago now that Tinsley's there. They are so bitter sometimes. It just doesn't make sense why they don't just do what makes sense, you know? So I'm grateful that Tinsley finally made it work and finally got it together. I'm curious as to whether or not she'll invite Carol, who introduced her to Scott, but also told her that they're not really friends and has continued to say so for years to come. So I am grateful that Tinsley finally gets to have this more so. I'm grateful that Dale's finally going to be happy, right? This is Dale's moment. This is what Dale has wanted for her. Tinsley wants to get Dale off her back. This is it. This is what's. This is what we get. This is the good stuff. I can't wait for New York to come back. They're filming. Beverly Hills is filming, and I'm grateful for that. But most importantly, I'm grateful that Potomac is feeling. It's filming, and that there is a new housewife without someone being demoted already. So we don't know if there's going to be a friend of situation with Monique or not yet, or if she'll be fired. I've said before, Monique is the only one who lives and owns a home in Potomac right now. Karen was leasing to buy, which whatever that is, which I know that's a thing, but come on, Karen. I don't believe that was a thing for her. And Ashley lives in Virginia, uh, Giselle lives in Rockville, Maryland, which is a little bit outside of Potomac, about 15 minutes. Equally as nice, just not as expensive or lead or exclusive, but close. And she's building her home there. Robin lives over in Hanover, right outside of Baltimore, Maryland, which is far away, like nice and far. And Monique lives in Potomac. She has a home. She owns a home there. She has several homes, but she owns one there. Um, I challenge everyone to go back to season two when we first met Monique and she wrapped her way into a five-star hotel tea party and told Giselle, I have several homes. When Giselle said, oh, you don't have a home. So that was a good time. Rewatch some Bravo, binge on that this week. 
It's a really good time to do that. And um, who else am I forgetting? Ashley, Giselle, Robin lives over there, Karen. And I believe, yeah, that's that's it. So uh, and we don't have Sharice anymore, who also does live in Potomac. So we must keep Monique. Hopefully she does not get demoted to a friend of and get the Vicky treatment. But guys, that's sadly the one thing I'm not grateful for is Vicky getting engaged with the ring that she allegedly bought herself. And I say alleged because I don't want her to get mad at me, even though I'm already blocked. But let's be honest, Vicky probably wanted a certain ring to secure herself on the show. And boom, that's what she got. So she's grateful this year for Steve Lodge, her jungle gym, who proposed to her. And she now gets to have that wedding. And I'm grateful for all the marriages that are going down in Bravo. I don't know what this means for us with Kelly Dodd and... Cynthia Bailey, I don't know what this means for our shows because this means that inevitably Cynthia must leave Atlanta because Mike is going to stay in LA. That's where his career is, but her career could technically take her globally. I don't know. We won't know until we see. I'm grateful that Eva finally found a home this week on Bravo News. She found a home. She has settled and she owns it. She did post it though, which makes me concerned because I thought that her baby father was such a risk. And he is, guys. He's an actual nutcase. Kevin McCall, which is her sperm donor slash baby father of her first baby, Marley, is a nut butter, okay? He is literally a nut butter, almond and peanut, like as crunchy as it gets, nutty. He is not okay in the head. He literally just got in a fight at the courthouse with the court officials, like the the security officers and, and, and service workers, the police officers who were there. He got into an altercation with them while filing for primary custody of his daughter, Marley, saying that Eva keeps him from her, keeps the baby from him too much. And he got into a fight, verbally abused, and then like ran away from them in custody. It's it's a nut, it's a nut butter over there. So Eva's right to protect herself, which is why I don't know why she would put her home and her home buying out so publicly, but maybe she has a good strategy for this and I hope the courts are in her favor. I am grateful that we have four seasons and four cities on right now, but I am curious as to why we had New Jersey the week of Thanksgiving, but not Dallas the week of Thanksgiving. I think it's because they don't think the ratings would hold up because they do suffer. But the night before Thanksgiving at at nine o'clock at night, that's a stressful one. People are either traveling or already traveled and they're socializing. They're drinking wine, they're having appetizers in their family's kitchens. They're getting settled in their hotels. They're, you know, they're not watching Bravo, but we saw New Jersey and it was actually quite good. So hopefully that's that. I appreciate a lot of the good feedback I've gotten about the Dallas and Leanne and the Mexican situation and her comments and tone, which is what I really harped on, you know, the undertones of what racism can be. It doesn't have to just simply be a word or a slur and it can have other things that go on underneath of it um, that make it what it is. And I appreciate that. And I will make a quick adjustment to my argument about Leah Mob from, well, that's not her name. That's her Instagram name. Leah McSweeney from Real Housewives of New York. I had a wonderful follower kind of challenge my thinking on this a little bit. And I still hold true to the fact that I do think that Leah will inevitably be a perpetuator of cultural appropriation. I think that that is likely. But I will say um, I've been informed and I do stand corrected that she does support a lot of 
African-American designers and African designers, which I do appreciate. One of which is Off-White, the brand who also made Haley Baldwin Bieber's dress, her wedding dress. The quotes, that's the signature to the Off-White brand. And it is designed by Virgil Abloh, who was the first black man or black person to ever design for Louis Vuitton men. Um and be the head designer of that. So congratulations to him. He's wonderful in fashion and his brand Off-Way has stressed the likes of Janet Mock and Beyonce and a lot of major, major celebrities. And now Leah McSweeney. And he made that dress that she wore to watch What Happens Live that said like dress or something on it or something that it said on it. It was like a white dress and it had his words and quotes. He made that especially for her. And I appreciate you know, her support of that. I believe we would definitely battle in political beliefs. Um, but as would most of the women on Bravo, especially in New York. So that is something I can't judge her on. Um, because everybody is different, no matter what their, you know, affiliations are. However, I do still think that she's going to be annoying to me with her gangster talk. I just don't like it. I didn't like it from Lala Kent. I don't like it from her, especially one who gets to, has the ability to sue the police department because of their alleged um, attack of her and the ability to win, which so many people do not get that opportunity. So, but that's not her fault, but I am open to seeing what she brings and hopefully she can vitalize New York a little bit. And this person also brought me into the understanding that of course, streetwear is not exclusive to one community. That is true. Even if it can be influenced by one particular community, it is not restricted to one. So anyone can wear it. Anyone can dress it. And apparently anybody can make it, even if they're not familiar with that world at all. And that was what I mentioned, considering she is an affluent white woman and designing a lot of clothes specifically for men and in a, an, envir- an urban environment to which she's never been a part. But maybe she has some really, really good sources. So maybe we'll see that. And I'm grateful that New York is going to Harper on. They're going to continue on in the fight. And I hope this girl brings it. I think she gave me a little bit of Heather vibes. And I didn't dislike Heather, but I think what annoyed me was Heather used to say that she would say mama and like yo and holla. And she could do that because she worked with P. Diddy. And that wasn't a, uh, you know, her just because she was saying that he's black, but just because he's a hip hopper and he's in the hip hop world and she was, but isn't. So she was like, I'm so influenced by that. And I think that is what made people roll their eyes. And I was just getting the vibes of this being reminiscent, but I didn't know that was the reason why I was taking it so hard with Leah. So we'll see what she brings. I'm open. I'll put it that way. I've changed my status of New York from closed minded to this new girl to open, but skeptical. Okay, so little skepticism never hurt anyone. All that being said, just wanted to check in, give a little Bravo news as you guys, you know, cut potatoes and make root vegetables and have tofurkey or real turkey or grilled chicken or ham or whatever you're eating this holiday. If you celebrate, I also challenge everyone to remember that the alternative title to this day, this holiday season is also Indigenous People Remembrance Day. And I really think that it's important that we remember that there are other people who also exist and who also contributed to the hallmarks and histories of America, other than the ones we learn about and the other than the times we learn about in a vacuum. A great depiction of this, and this is not even a joke, especially for any moms out there or just people who are interested in general, Frozen 2, I think, does a really good job of showcasing this idea, not so explicitly, not so directly, but definitely recognizing there are other people who are different than us, 
who contribute to us that we should not have fought with, although we did, but we need to remember them as a part of our history as well and not as enemies of America as they are literal Americans, the first ones. So as we all celebrate, let's keep in mind what Thanksgiving is actually supposed to be about, which is everyone coming together, everyone having a great time, being thankful, loving on each other, loving ourselves. And if you are spending the holidays alone or by yourself this holiday, know that Monty is definitely thinking of you. Please reach out. Let's talk Bravo. I'll be on my phone, unfortunately, still. And if you are bored or busy and don't want to engage in political conversations at the dinner table, just start throwing out some random Bravo slogans. That's what you do. That's what I would do. You know, whenever someone brings up something that's happening in the world or in the news, you know, say, that's my opinion, you know, do a little of that. Go through some Bravo slangs and some words and slogans and phrases and let's really get people riled up by throwing Bethany or Nene leaks at them. My favorite would be, you know, when you see that specific auntie who is like, well, I just don't like how he, someone on the news or in the news say, well, close your legs to married men. They won't know what you're talking about. That's the beauty of Bravo. So please tweet at me at Mixing with Monty, your holiday and Thanksgiving stories. If you are not celebrating with anyone else or not celebrating for a little while or for any other reason, you know, other than, you know, you're not busy with family and friends, feel free to DM me. Let's talk Bravo. Let's talk what we do know. And let's make some predictions about Bravo in the new year. Why not? So everyone have a happy holiday, a happy Thanksgiving slash happy Indigenous Peoples Remembrance Day. And remember, always mix it up. Thanks for choosing Mixing with Moni as your podcast for the holiday season. And always, if you have an extra second to rate five stars and write a review, you'll make my nice list. Don't forget to subscribe so you can keep up with all the fun while you prepare to host, travel, or simply relax. Learn more about me, get all your Bravo news, and hear my opinions by following me on Twitter and Instagram at Mixing with Moni. Wishing you a happy holidays and a mixy 2020.